and wait, what were his cantrips again? Greenfin blade and press the digitation. Press the digitation. <laughs> okay, he will be able to clean the basin if you would like with his press the digitation. Live from the Mundangerous Goblin Warrens in New York City, I'm your host Shane. And I'm your host Yishin. And welcome to Actual Play Episode 4 of Total Party Thrill, a podcast for game masters and players where we discuss our campaigns in order to inspire yours. In this episode, we're continuing our playthrough of the 5th edition adventure, Sunless Citadel. Eberron is a sorrowful place where the five great nations on the continents of Corvair fought a hundred-year war for the throne of Galifar, and only recently settled for peace after a mysterious magical calamity called the Day of Mourning. Eberron is a wondrous place where magic is studied and industrialized and living constructs called Warforged rub shoulders with elves, dwarves, and changelings on elementally powered airships and lightning trains. Eberron is a mysterious place where powerful magical tattoos called dragon marks shape the fate of their bearers, and the secrets of ancient empires and evils lie buried just below the surface. Of course, dear listener, you don't need to know any of that to follow the adventures of our hero, Tez Proudgale. He's just a rogue archaeology student unearthing secrets in the hinterlands of southern Breland, close to the borders of the gnome nation Zilargo and the goblin nation Dargoon. Though if you do want to learn more about Eberron, check out Total Party Thrill episode 33 for our full overview of the Eberron campaign setting. And Tez Proudgale has finally met his lifelong boon companion, Meepo the Kobold. I think you'll be together forever. Uh huh. <laughs> I hope you'll be together forever. I think he has five hit points, so I guess we'll see. In session zero, you said there would be no romance in this campaign. And then you guaranteed me that there would be, so here we are. (laughs) (laughs) You've got Meepo, and Meepo is a sidekick, so we will be using the sidekick rules from Tasha's Cauldron of Everything to build out Meepo and see what his stats look like. So first off, we begin with a baseline kobold, because that's what he is. Shane, you want to write down some stats? You ready? Sure, hit me. Strength, 7. That's a minus 2. Uh-huh. Dex, 15. That's a plus 2. Okay. Con, 9 at a minus 1. Intelligence, 8 at a minus 1. Okay. Wisdom, 7 at a minus 2. And Charisma, 8 at a minus 1. Hmm. Okay. He's got dark vision, 60 feet. Speaks common and draconic. He's got sunlight sensitivity, but I'll tell you right now, that is not going to matter right now. Mm-hmm. Because you're underground. And he has pack tactics. Advantage on attack rolls against creatures if he's got an ally within five feet. All right. Uh, And he has a dagger and a sling, but I have a feeling you're going to want to outfit him with better stuff Mm -hmm. quickly. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. that's just a baseline kobold. So to make him a sidekick, we go to the sidekick rules in Tasha's. And you have a choice of warrior, spellcaster, or expert, and you have decided that you want Meepo to become a spellcaster. Yeah, before I learned his stats, I said spellcaster, so here we are. <laughs> I mean, you could have him be a warrior. He's also attacking pretty poorly. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. There are plenty of spells that do not require him to make any roll at all, and that's what he will be using. You are absolutely right about that. And there are ones that don't uh, deal with his stats whatsoever. Exactly. All right, so there are three kinds of spellcasters. Meepo is a prodigy because, of course, kobolds have dragon blood, and so he is going to draw from the bard and warlock uh, classes, the spell lists, and his spellcasting ability is charisma. I thought maybe I screwed you over by doing that because his stats are so low, but all his mental stats are so low. Yeah, it's fine. It's all good. First level spellcaster. Gains a proficiency in one saving throw of your choice, wisdom, intelligence, or charisma. Uh, I guess wisdom? Wisdom's probably the smart choice, yeah. Yeah. In addition, the psychic gains proficiency in two skills of your choice. Arcana, history, insight, investigation, 
medicine, performance, persuasion, religion. You can't get you can't get stealth. Stealth stealth is not on there. Uh, are any of those deck skills? None of those are deck skills. Uh, God. He can stealth. He can stealth at a plus two. Remember, he doesn't need to be trained in it. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh boy. Which I've... actually is what this would give him. It, he, like literally, <laughs> he gets. Yeah. He only gets a plus two for proficiency. Wait, did you put investigation on that list or medicine on that list? Arcana, history, insight, investigation, medicine, performance, persuasion, religion. Uh, I guess this is a bad. Give me investigation. Okay, you get two investigation and. And remember, if you if you double up, he can give you advantage. Double up in what? I guess Arcana. Yeah, I guess Investigation and Arcana. All right. Then he gets proficiency in light armor and simple weapons. All right. Well, as soon as I can outfit him in some studded leather armor, he'll have higher AC <laughs> than I do. <laughs> he doesn't have any armor, right? Uh, no, he's got a dagger and a sling right now. Um, you've got a scimitar and a shield, but I don't think he can use either of those. Perfect. <laughs> But he's about to learn some spells. Great. So it's from Bard and Warlock. It's charisma-based. So he gets two cantrips yeah. from Bard or Warlock. We're going to start with Green Flame Blade. Probably press the digitation. Wait, you don't want Elder's Blast? No, because he's attacking at a minus one with it. He's terrible at it. <laughs> so he might as well use dex. <laughs> You're going to make him melee. That's cool. Oh, right. Uh, he has to be, right? Uh, That's all Green Flame Blade gives him. <laughs> he has... Five hit points. He's going to have more, but he starts at a base five. Okay. Perfect. Oh, sidekicks. Guidance would also be good. Bars get guidance, right? Uh, They might. No, I'm not interested in that. Okay. I'm not leaning on Meepo to guide me here. <laughs> uh, Let's see. And then gets one first level spell of your choice. Uh, off the bard and uh bard and warlock oh boy <laughs> i'm giving him compelled duel <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no 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 all no, right no, no, it's no. not seriously it's no, his funeral no, no, no. uh i think uh, so he is he was the keeper of the dragon right which is like a sort of a religious position uh, uh, or honorable posi position for kobold so yeah would he would bless make sense for him bless would definitely make sense because he'd probably bless himself when dealing with the um the, with the dragon yeah it makes sense all right we're gonna do bless bless um what else is good sleep is also good that still has a oh no there's no saving throw right uh, right, it's just five d eight. It doesn't. It has no um, reference to his hit to his stats whatsoever. You know what? Actually, I like that better. Yeah, I've never used sleep. Um, huh. Today might be the day. Today is the day. All right. So that is level one. When a sidekick levels up, he gains a hit die. So uh, he gains four hit points. So he's got nine. Sweet. Oh, sorry. What's his con mod? Minus one. <laughs> so eight. I mean, I'll let you roll it. I'll let you roll it if you want. It's a d6. <laughs> or take the four. So it's d6 minus one or take three? Yeah. Whatever. I'll roll it. Five. Haha. -ha. Hey. All right. I gained the, the, the hit point you took from me with my con mod. <laughs> All right. Then do I get another spell? Spellcaster at level two has still two cantrips known he learns another spell uh and now has and still has two spell slots two first level spell slots so yes gains one more spell so i'm grabbing bless yeah and he's done <sighs> okay you could go back to town and outfit him <laughs> like the goblins don't know you're coming that is true um but what would i outfit him with you would probably sell a spear, a scimitar, and a shield, and you've got some gold. So you could buy him... He can't use a shield, but you could buy him armor, basically, and a bow. Uh, I have to kind of question, like, what's the rogue archaeologist thing to do here? Now, granted, I am not an archaeologist. I'm a rogue archaeologist, and uh, we can't <laughs> forget that that's an important piece of my personality. I don't think I'm outfitting him. Wow. If he says he's ready to go fight the goblins, then he's ready. 
Or poor Meepo. All right, he's got that dagger and sling, though. We'll just see how things go. You know, I might go get that spear for him, though. He can use a, he can use a spear. It's a simple weapon, right? And it's versatile. Uh, yeah, I believe that's simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get him a D8. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I, I think I'll go g- grab that spear. It's been used to kill goblins before, so you know it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a magical goblin sling spear. Until you try, there's no way to be sure. <laughs> he's got a spear. Excellent. Is the spear finesse? I don't believe so. That. The scimitar is, but I think that's a martial weapon, isn't it? Uh, probably. He's actually best with his dagger. Yeah, you might be right. It's going to be really funny when he does his bonus damage on green flame blade is minus one. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. <laughs> um, oh, right. Also, he can't, he can't use bows, so you need to get him a crossbow. It's okay. He's supposed to be casting spells. That's what he's here for. Uh-huh. And I've equipped him with no spells. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Two spells for a day. Now you have a reason to long rest. Uh, good lord. Nice. All right. Shall we delve deeper into this dungeon? I suppose. So Meepo uh, leads you back the way that you came, and this time you see that there there are several doors leading off of here, but one is very well guarded with multiple armed kobolds, not standing at attention on either side of it, but ready with defensive postures looking toward it as if they expect perhaps an attack from that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meepo doesn't lead you toward there, though. You go by it and then back out the way you came to the room with the burst cage opens one of the doors that uh, you did not enter and inside is a twisting corridor that looks like uh, it has been fortified partially rotted wooden uh, barricades and there are some like you know sharp wooden stakes uh, pointed outward Uh, and he starts to get a little jittery and says we're close close to the goblins the evil goblins uh, and he takes you around the winding corridor toward uh, another door that he does not want to open on his own. All right, Meepo. You uh, got me into this mess. I'm going to get you out of it. It was the goblins who got us into this mess. The evil goblins who stole Calstrix. Um, I've I've seen a few actually some some ec- uh, other chambers within like uh, within this area, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, do I have any sense of how big this is? I've at least seen doors that ha- that haven't been opened, right? Yes, you definitely have. You would guess that some of them are basically like living areas for the kobolds and storage and uh, mm. cooking, right? They have to have places to do those sorts of things. Yeah. But you haven't seen anything that indicates how large this complex is. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's if I mean, from what you've seen, you I mean, you've certainly seen multiple doors that haven't been opened, but. If you sort of thought about how this was originally built, all you've really seen is like some storage areas and then like one hallway, like a long hallway for like greeting visitor- visiting dignitaries. Right. Yeah. Like a like a receiving hall, not even like a, a proper like ceremonial area. Right. Okay. Let's go, Meepo. And uh, try to stay quiet. Oh, yes, Meepo is always quiet, very quiet, the quietest. He will speak very little un- until you say so. Um, and if Meepo, Meepo is speaking, speaking too much, just uh, tell him to be quiet and he shall be. Meepo was always told to be quiet by Calstrix. Maybe you better stay like 30 feet that way behind me. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, that is, an, that is a very good idea. You are a smart one. What is your name? Uh, I'm Tez. Tez Proudgale. Tez? This is a strange name. Well, you know, where I'm from, Meepo's a strange name, but you don't hear me making fun of you. Oh no, Meepo was not making fun. Meepo was just speaking the truth. Okay, well, same. Greetings, Tez. Now we shall attack the greedy evil goblins. You shall attack the greedy evil goblins, and Meepo will stay 30 feet behind you. Do we have a little bit of time as we go down this passage, or is it, like, pretty imminent danger? As far as, you know, you haven't heard any noises. Um, and if you ask, Meepo basically says this is kind of a back way into the goblin area. Okay. It's not used much. I mean, it's defended, but they don't often see assaults from this way. He points out that the the guarded door that you pass, that's that sort of leads directly to the heart of goblin territory. Okay. 
here. Yeah, he thinks no one will be expecting you, but yeah, we probably will run across goblins relatively soon. Okay, so here's the thing, Meepo, is um, I don't know if you've sized me up for a fight, but uh, I'm not exactly the kind of guy who can fight fair, if you get what I'm saying. Uh, I'm more of a have a couple tricks up my sleeve, use a little, you know, underhanded, maybe some magic, maybe some deception, talk my way past my problems, uh, and if I have to stab it, stab it in the back kind of guy. So here's what we're going to try and do here. That's, uh, it's going to be be real quiet. Um, sneak in, uh, spring Calstrix, and run like hell back uh, to the queen and collect our reward. Does that make sense to you? Because, like, I don't think we want to fight a whole band of goblins. Uh, Meepo nods enthusiastically. Yes, Meepo is very good at running. Perfect. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to try to find the most direct, safe route to wherever Calstrix is. We're going to sabotage every other way into that area. And then we are going to spring Calstrix and run the direct way home. Does that make sense? Meepo nods enthusiastically. You're not sure if he's taking it all in, but he's definitely into this idea. He's into your enthusiasm about this idea. <laughs> right. And then and then let me let me reiterate. The most important thing that we can do in this mission is listen to what I say. He seems confused for a second, but then he nods. He nods. He's on he seems on board. Okay. All right. Now, let's go get us a track. All right. So again, he's not going to open the door, but he points at the door. Calstrix went this way. Once more unto the breach. It opens into an empty chamber. And all you can spot right away is rat droppings, crumbled flagstone, and stains of some unidentified origin. Uh, and across the way is another closed door. Give me... Actually, give me a survival check. Okay. Uh, 14 plus 2 is 16. You obviously notice the rat droppings. Mm -hmm. um, they're relatively fresh. Do I notice the decomposing rat in that strange substance? No. You actually aren't sure what that is. It, it is probably some sort of fecal material. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not dead rat, unfortunately. Uh, there are rat tracks. Those are also very recent. And you also spot humanoid tracks. You can't really tell exactly how many, probably three or four. You would guess several weeks to a month old, and they're moving north in the direction that you are currently moving. I will whisper to Meepo, did the adventurers come through here? And then he'll quietly nod. Is there any obvi like, obvious place to hide? But is there is there any place in here that like seems like it could be a hiding place for, for rats? I'm guessing these are also rodents of unusual size. Uh, by the tracks, yeah, same as the tracks you've seen previously. Yeah, not in this room. The, like a lot of these are chambers that were used for um, humanoid habitation, right? So it's basically just a box. Got it. Hewn directly out of the stone. Okay. Uh, then I will avoid the disgusting substances on the floor and uh, move towards the door and give it a listen. Give me a perception check. Good start. One is a five. Wow, great. You hear absolutely nothing. All is quiet and, and I guess, safe. Uh, if this is a back entrance, I am concerned about traps here, uh, more proactive and, and less filled with magical skeletons. So uh, I want to make sure I check for traps as well. What's your investigation modifier? Uh, zero. Cool. Okay. Um, you don't find any traps. I want Meepo to check for traps. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, he'll he'll do it. Uh, what is it? Is he at a minus one? Uh, well, well, he's a plus two, right? Oh, right. You have investigation. So he's at a, he's at a flat zero. I do not have investigation. Okay. But he is trained in investigation and has eight intelligence. So he has a plus one, right? Yes, you're right. I thought it was a seven. Oh, but so you roll it because he's your sidekick. 18 plus one. Meepo is a hero. Hey, um, he's quite sure that this door is not trapped. Okay. Uh, but he thinks this is a good idea. He knows that the goblins often trap their doors. Okay. I will try not to forget that uh, as I stealthily try to slide the door open and uh, stick my handy-dandy mirror through to see what's on the other side. So you can see this is another room uh, that sort of opens into a quite long corridor. 
Uh, the immediate room before you, though, is about the same size as the one you are currently in. Dust and odd bits of stony debris and rubble lie scattered on the floor. An ornate fountain is built into the eastern wall. Though cracked and stained, the fountain's overarching carving of a diving dragon retains its beauty. A relief-carved stone door stands on the western wall. So directly in is the fountain, on the opposite side is a door, and then a long corridor opens in front of you, which opens into alcoves. And then in the distance, you can't make anything out because it just disappears into inky blackness. Any indication of where the tracks are going? Uh, They continue north. Um, They're sort of muddled around here, like they spend some time and then they continue north. All right, I'm going to check out the fountain. All right. You appreciate the craftsmanship that went into this fountain. There's a a thin layer of scum on the basin, uh, but otherwise it's completely dry. What do you want to do with the fountain or how do you want to check it out? I mean, it seems a little strange to me that there's a fountain in like the interior of a fortress or a castle. Um, That seems a bit odd. I guess I'm kind of trying to figure out why it's here. Um, Maybe that's like a historical thing. Uh, Yeah, go for it. Uh, 12 plus two history. There's a lot of dragon stuff going on here. It's a, you know, it's a diving dragon fountain and the door on the opposite side actually has carvings that show skeletal dragons. Ah. Um, you look at it and so you actually, if you look closely and you rub away a bit of dust, the fountain has a, an inscription in Draconic carved into the stone. And in Draconic it says, Let there be fire. On the door, also in Draconic, Rebuke the dead, open the way. (laughs) Well, (laughs) uh, does the door seem magical in nature? Or does the fountain seem magical in nature? I bet they're both magical in nature. Do do you have a way to detect if they are magical? Uh, I have my uh, trusty Cobalt Companion, who is a <laughs> skilled spellcaster. One of the best spellcasters I happen to have in my in my uh, in, in my party at the moment. And he has bless and sleep. <laughs> and what were his cantrips again? Greenfin blade and prestidigitation. Prestidigitation. <laughs> okay. He will be able to clean the basin if you would like with his prestidigitation, but he does not have detect magic. Okay. If there were an existing magical effect, you could probably put your heads together and arcana it to figure out what it was. But as it is, neither of you can uh, have a way to determine if there is currently an existing magical effect. Sure. At least until something happens. Right, 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 right. Um, okay. So I know. I know there's kind of two ways that these sorts of things go. Mm-hmm. One is you say something or, or make some, like do some kind of like magic or not even magic, just like mundane thing, like triggers the door to open magically. Mm-hmm. Or it is something like channeling magic directly into the door uh, or portal or, or whatever it is. That seems reasonable. If it involves that, uh, I, I am enough of a rogue archaeologist to know that I'm wasting my time. But if it's something more mundane, sometimes that means that there's a way for me to trigger it uh, haphazardly. <laughs> so I will try to investigate the door for a trigger of some sort. Okay, great. Give me a check. Can I percept it very carefully? Yes, you can. Uh, I did pretty good. 18 plus 4, 22. So you're quite sure that there is no kind of mechanism or latch or anything like that. So now you're quite confident that there's some sort of, you know, trigger or um, a magical effect that you need to invoke. You are a rogue archaeologist, so you do realize that the, the inscription is essentially a command, right? Rebuke the dead, open the way. Do I know of a phrase in Draconic? that, like, would rebuke the dead in Draconic? You can give me a religion check. Not my forte. But 
Orlana has come through. A 16 plus zero is 16. Uh, oh, Lodger will forgive you for uh, mispronouncing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lodger, sorry. But that's fine. <laughs> you don't know of something like that. You do know, however, that even base level priests can rebuke the dead. Uh, I turn to the door and then I turn to Meepo and I turn to the door and I say, Meepo. Are you, um, even the slightest bit holy in your, uh, <laughs> in your group? Are you even the slightest bit of a, of a cleric or priest of your people? Meepo looks a little confused and looks at all of his limbs in turn. Meep, yes, Meepo is whole, but Meepo is not a priest. Meepo, do you know how the priests, have you ever seen the priests rebuke the dead? <laughs> ah, and his ears sort of like. Flop down to the side. Meepo does not like the dead. Neither do we, and neither does that door. If we rebuke the dead, it will likely open. Meepo is unsure how to do this. The other thing you would know is, like, you think your initial insight, maybe, is is probably correct, right? There's no latch on this door. Um... You do sort of the same once over with the fountain, and there's no latch or trigger or button or anything like right. that. So right. you had said, oh, maybe you just got to say something. Mm-hmm. What was the what was the inscription on the fountain? Let there be fire. I am bad at these puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> Sunless Citadel is not a complicated module. I uh, light a torch and I set it in the fountain. Oh, okay. So you there's a lit torch that is on fire. You put it in the basin. The words, like the inscription that in Draconic reads, let there be fire, begins to glow uh, with like a reddish-orange hue. But then they kind of ripple from left to right, which is the way that you would read Draconic, uh, and then stop, and then they ripple again. Okay. <laughs> uh... Well, that was a neat little parlor trick that they set up here, but I'm stumped. <laughs> uh, I mean, can I think of what the what the purpose of this would be? <laughs> I'm so lost. Meepo seems to be getting a little bored, and he's sort of like rocking back and forth on like the balls of his feet and then back in his heels, um, and then starts whistling absentmindedly, mm-hmm. apparently forgetting that you're supposed to be quiet, but yeah. just whistling. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's very tuneless. Uh, and then it's just, you know, he wants to be helpful. He looks over at the door and just sort of mutters, oh, rebuke the dead, open the way. Like he's puzzling out, trying to figure out what it is. And then he looks over at the fountain and he says, Indraconic, let there be fire. And when he says that, the dragon statue's mouth opens and spits fire right into the basin. Uh, and it sort of, uh, makes makes like a, a rumbling, like a small explosion, and Meepo like jumps back and, and cowers in a corner. It doesn't hurt you, and when it's done, you can see it's extinguished the torch mm-hmm. that is still in the basin, but the entire basin, uh, uh, there's a, a small amount of a reddish liquid. A reddish liquid? Yes. Uh, I'm gonna... I think I know what that is, but I'm going to do what I can to investigate this and see if it is, in fact, Alchemist Fire. Actually, you would you have seen Alchemist Fire before. It's a mundane um, item that you can purchase. This is not Alchemist Fire. Oh, interesting. Uh, but as you get down to investigate it, um, it smells of smoke. Meepo, do you know what this is? Eventually, you're sort of able to, you know, rest him from his cower, and he, like, gingerly looks over at it sniffs it as well you're sort of surprised that he does this but his curiosity seems to get the best of him he sort of dips his finger in it and then puts it in his mouth to taste it and then from his snout like his nostrils puffs a little bit of smoke uh and then he like shivers and then that's all that happens interesting (laughs) i start pouring out a water skin (laughs) to fill it with this uh, potion of fire breathing (laughs) Uh, You are definitely able to do that. You guess that it might be a potion of fire breath. I also guess we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have any way to identify it, so. (laughs) (laughs) You could spend 100 gold back in town. Or I could just drink it and see what happens, so. (laughs) 
Uh, but you do notice that when uh, Meepo spoke the inscription on the door, nothing happened. So that doesn't seem to be the way they open, to open the door. Okay. Um, um, and, oh, and once you remove the red liquid from the basin of the fountain, um, the the color in the inscription uh, dies down, and then the whole thing sort of like noticeably begins to develop cracks in the stone. And if you had to guess, you'd say it's basically non-magical anymore. Ah, uh, interesting. And the last gasp. Uh, Meepo. Huh? I, I, okay, so he read the inscri- He just basically read the inscriptions aloud. Right. When you rebuke the dead, when your priests rebuke the dead, do they use fire? He thinks about it for a second. Mm, no, they wave their hands in the air. Hmm. And, you know, you've been to college. Uh, you would guess he's basically describing, like, a priest presenting their holy, sy- uh, their holy symbol and then turning undead. Yeah, right. But we don't have that option. The other thing, the other part of me is thinking, you know, we're only in the second room of the goblins. We haven't run into them yet. (laughs) I could, we could just go back and get a priest. Uh, You're pretty sure you're not going to find a priest that will come out here with you. Or it would cost a lot more than you've currently got. No, 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 no. no. I mean, get one of the the cobalt priests. Oh. Mm, mm, Yeah, you think that would take some persuasion. Meepo... Mm. Meepo thinks you're basically you're not persona non grata but they've basically sent you on a suicide mission yeah I know but he's here too um, and if I die here they're not going to get my stuff so I feel like Meepo we're going back get me an audience with the queen All right, he leads you back to Eustral, and she does not seem happy to see you without her dragon. Ah, yes. Well, uh, when was the last time that you have investigated the Goblin Warrens? Personally? Uh, well, I mean, frankly, any of you in any great detail. It has been many years since we have ventured onto their side. We only I only send you now because of this affront to our honor. Agreed. I I understand. Uh, And in fact, have you seen the door? Uh, The carved door with the skeletons? She looks a little confused, cocks her head and looks at Meepo and just sort of like uh, nods at him, like as if to say, you know, go. Uh, So he explains the door. Um, She sort of scratches her chin and says, "Mm, we do not have reports of this. It it is interesting. Uh, when When you have opened the door... Bring to me what is inside, and you shall be rewarded. Ah, uh, why don't we do something a little bit different? Why don't you send me with one of your priests to open that door, and we'll share what's inside? Um, because I have deduced the way to open it, but I do not have the ability. And you have the ability, but I do, but do not know how. You're like a barking sound, and you realize she's laughing. Uh, and she says... Ask nothing further of me until you return with the dragon, and then, and only then, shall you be rewarded. Dear Queen, this is... If this is how you conduct business in your queendom, what's the... Is there... (laughs) Yep, okay. In your realm. Domain, huh? (laughs) In your domain. Um... Well, it's unfortunate. Uh, I I do wish you would join the rest of the world in the modern age and, you know, conduct business as we do. Certainly. I will endeavor to return the dragon, but we can both profit before that. Uh, (laughs) In fact, if I fail, likely your only chance at profiting in this endeavor is to open this door with me. So she thinks about it for a moment. I'm laying it on thick. Mm Mm-hmm. I am not willing to help you until you have proven yourself. But if you return with our dragon, then I am interested in the valuables that may be on the goblin's side. Return with the dragon and you will be rewarded. And if you wish, we will help you to take on the rest of the goblins. For surely they will mount a counterattack. I look at Meepo and I look at her and I kind of like, I'm doing the math. (laughs) <laughs> on uh, and I probably need like an insight check here 
but I'm thinking, is there a button I can press here wherein I threaten to use a goblin priest to open the door and share the spoils with the goblins to attack the kobolds? Is there a is there a way that I might suggest subtly enough that my loyalty is up for purchase and that she is losing the bid by default? And and not have them murder you immediately? Uh I mean I do have that potion of fire breath. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You're also in a room with sixteen kobolds. Yeah, I guess the way that I if I'm gonna do this, it's it's gotta be uh 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 I've got it. All right. I'm going to lie my my little college butt off. Okay. Your Highness, listen. You and I both know that you've sent Meepo and I on a suicide mission. Uh, there is a good chance that I die and that that door goes undisturbed. But there is a greater chance that the goblins will capture me and take me to uh, their leader who will probably extract that information from me and open the door himself. And I'm not going to die to protect the secrets behind that door, but I will take you there to open it, mostly to satisfy my own curiosity. As I have mentioned, I am but a scholar, a rogue archaeologist from Morgrave University. Uh, Give me a persuasion check. 18 plus 7, 25. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite good. Uh, Give me an insight check. 6 plus 2, 8. Okay, so you have laid it on very, very thick. Uh, You have made what you believe is your most persuasive argument, uh, very carefully uh, walking that fine line between a threat uh, and an offer. And she responds with, if the goblins have not been able to open this door in a thousand years, I do not worry about them being able to do it now. But if you return with my dragon, you shall be rewarded. Now go. We'll be renegotiating terms. And I, like, leave in a huff. (laughs) (sighs) Back on down the hallway. Come, Meepo. Meepo scampers out after you. And now it occurs to you that there are two possibilities here. One is that she just really didn't want to commit any more resources to something that she considers a suicide attack. Um, It's also possible that, like, she doesn't have any priests right now. She didn't want to say that. Hmm. All right. Meepo, uh, as, as we get out of her domain, uh, Meepo, huh? are there any priests surviving in your, uh, in your, uh, clan? What tribe? What, what do you call yourselves? Either, either is right in the common. Uh, he thinks about it and says, oh, mm, mm, there, there are as many priests as dragons. Uh-huh. And did all of your priests, um, perchance get eaten by the dragon that is also no longer present in your clan? Until recently, we had one priest. Until recently, we had one dragon. I'll mark this on my list, and I start drawing the door from memory as we walk down these passages and return to the room. Okay, so you make it there uneventfully. Uh, you are back in this room. You're standing in front of... Uh, this door that so far you have not been able to open, and then uh, off to your right extends a long corridor that disappears into darkness. Uh, and I will motion to Meepo uh, to, to stay quiet, and we'll start creeping down the corridor in the darkness. Okay, give me a stealth check. Uh, that's a 6 plus 7 is 13. Okay... You want Meepo to stay about 30 feet behind you, so I don't think he's going to bother your self-check right now. And you creep on forward. Before I go, I tell Meepo that the uh, the the code word, if I'm in trouble and I need him to, to attend to me quickly, I'll shout Meepo. <laughs> and he says, mm, this is a very good code word. I thought you might remember it. All right, so this section of hallway contains six doors, all slightly ajar, and the area smells musky. Uh, as you walk by them slowly, you can see there are they are small, like, jail cells. Uh, each one is just wide enough open so that a small creature could get in without having to open it more. You are moving very quietly, and Meepo is behind you. Mm-hmm. 
So you are able to spot two giant rats sleeping in two of the cells. Uh, but the cells are open? Yes. So it seems like they could go in or out without, like, opening or closing mm-hmm, these mm-hmm. doors. Uh, is it? Is there a way... Is there an obvious way to close them? Like, are there doors? Uh, yes, they are doors. So you could slam them shut, but it doesn't look like there are any mechanisms to lock them. Like, they don't have locks on them. So you're pretty sure a giant rat could just muscle it open again. I'm little more than a rat killer at this point, but if somebody's got to take out the vermin, I will do it. So I'm going to sneak up to the first one, and uh, rather than risk it, I'll, I'll just try to kill it. Okay, how do you want to kill it? Do you want to shoot it with an arrow, try to slit its throat? Oh, that's a good point. Um, I guess if I shoot an arrow, that's also silent and deadly, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you can get sneak attack, which which you will have, I will say if you kill it in one blow, then it won't make any sound because you basically place it so it pierces along. Okay. But I'll, actually, I'll do that with, with any, any of the things. You could do it with the rapier as well. Uh, is it riskier to try and move up? Um, or, or is my stealth like kind of covering that movement too? Your your stealth is covering, let's say, the first rat for now. So two of them are sleeping in in different cells. So you could you could walk right up to one right now and you get a surprise rat. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Um, and then you'll need to roll another stealth to sneak up on the other one. I'll take it. I'm killing this rat. So you have advantage on this attack. Uh, a one and a 20. <laughs> so I think it's gone. Uh, but just because I get a chance to, I'm rolling the dice, Station. Don't even try and stop me. 2d8 plus 2d6 plus 3. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's going to be a 7, 10, 14 plus 3 is 17 damage. I am the rat exterminator. It is extremely dead. You're using a rapier here? Yes. Yeah, right through both lungs and its heart. Perfect. Shudders and then stops moving. The precision of a butcher. Perfect. Uh, do you want to move on the other one? I would like to do that. All right, give me a stealth check. 13 plus 7 is 20. That is very good. You are able to make it to the other rat. I also stab it in the head. Well, in the, <laughs> in the both lungs and heart. <laughs> 15 plus 5 is 20. That hits a sleeping rat. That's 12 on the dice, plus 3 is 15. It is also dead. I have defeated your rat puzzle, sir. Excellent. So, I assume you run your hands through these disgusting nests. Uh, I ask Meepo to check these disgusting nests. He's better <laughs> at investigating disgusting nests than I am by 5%. Uh, all right, so he finds 11 silver pieces, 4 gold pieces, oh. and... Two gems worth five gold each. Ooh. Uh, I'm just going to treat the gems as gold. That is fine. Meepo, I'll hold on to your cut. We'll divide it up at the end. He, he nods enthusiastically. He's just very excited to see all this money. <laughs> yeah, we can't spend it. They don't have an economy down here. You don't know that. That's true. I don't know that. Uh, is there anything in the other cells? Are they all kind of empty? In the other cells? No. Uh, so you move forward slowly, and then you you can see uh, as you move northward, uh, the room opens up. Uh, it's about 40 feet by 40 feet. And here there are two pit traps, like trap doors, that have been spiked open ah. by someone else previously. And at the northern end is another fountain. Uh, this is a good time to check for tracks. Uh, does it seem like uh, the adventurers I'm chasing have spiked these open? Yes, it does. You can spot those same tracks. Inside each one is a 20-foot deep pit. All you see inside are rat bones, rusted metal, and bits of filth. Uh, and the adventuring party that you are tracking, uh, yes, they spiked the traps, and then it looks like they headed into the western door. Okay. While pausing to look at the fountain to the north. Uh, well, then I will look at the fountain to the north. All right, give me a perception check. 13 plus 4, 17. You see another inscription in Draconic that says, Let there be 
Okay, I will say aloud in Draconic, let there be death. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, God. It. <laughs> you, you hear a hissing <laughs> sound. <laughs> Fortunately, he's 30 feet behind you. You hear a hissing sound. Uh, and a noxious green gas billows out from the dragon's mouth. Mm -hmm. uh, give me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> this is going to be poison gas. <laughs> I just thought I might be able to actually get some of it into it. <laughs> uh, <f> one. <laughs> nice. All right, so you take six poison damage, and you are poisoned, which means you have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Uh, okay. Uh, how can I... Okay, I'm gonna deal with that pretty soon as I'm trying not to audibly hack up a lung here. Um... It's not great. Meepo is, again, terrified and scampers away, but eventually the miasma clears quite quickly. Um, and he comes closer to... to look at you. You're not looking so good. Yeah. You're telling me. Do you have any idea how to cure poison? I'm, I'm afraid I may perish. Our, our mission may end uh, before it truly begins, Meepo. No, no, no. I do not know. Meepo one time had a friend who was poisoned. He died. I I heard that green dragons, Calstrix tells me green dragons also poison people. They die. I think, uh, was this a black dragon in this fountain? This one was green. Uh, definitely should have saw that one coming. And you look closer now and you can see there, there's like a pipe coming out of its mouth. Oh, yeah, I wasn't curious as to the, the mechanism of my demise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am more curious on how to treat this. Uh, do, do any of, in any of my university studies, uh, come across any text for treating poison? Uh, that would be a medicine check. Okay, 11 plus 213. Wasn't a good medical student, but perhaps I was a competent one. You don't know how to cure it, but you do realize that you don't seem to be getting worse, and this doesn't seem to be one of those poisons that, like, quickly kills you over time, right? And in mechanical terms, mm -hmm. you're not taking more damage every round. Uh-huh. So your guess is this will probably wear off. It'll just take some time. If you don't get treatment. If you do get treatment, right. it could probably fix you up. Okay. And then there's, there's only the one door out of this room? You passed one to come look at this fountain. Okay. There is a door that the trail leads to. Um, and as you step toward it, you can actually smell the rotten meat. Eesh. And then there's another door uh, a little further back that you passed, closer to uh, that door that you can't open. Okay. I'm going to listen at both doors. I, I'm uh, Right now... Um... My th uh, Tez is thinking that, you know, he can't really go forward in the condition he's in uh, without pretty serious risks. So he needs to get to a safe spot and uh, and, and kind of let this let this poison work its course or else he's going to be hurting long term. OK, give me two perception checks. Actually, no, I, I lied. Just give me one perception check. 19 plus four is 23. All right. That's a very good one. Um, so you listen at both doors very carefully. The door closer to the one that you can't open, the one that you passed, is trapped. You can see that someone has damaged the door by trying to add a trap, and you open it just a tiny bit to see that there is a wire and a bell. So if you don't open this carefully, the bell is going to ring, obviously alerting somebody. And when Meepo sees that, you point it out to him, he says, oh yes, this is a goblin trap. So you would guess that goblins lead this way. Uh, the other direction, you can hear this uh, sort of guttural breathing and the, the stench of rotted meat is terrible. But the tracks do lead in this way. Guttural breathing, stench of rotted meat. Does that make me think of dragon or some other beast? Uh, if you had to guess, it would be more rats. Ah. Okay. I'm going to use that old uh, shim trick that I used on the skeleton door, <laughs> and I'm going to spike this door closed, and I'm going to turtle up here and nurse my wounds for a bit, I think. Okay. You spike the door closed. You're quiet. You sort of pat yourself up. Um, are you beginning a short rest? I'm going to short rest, yeah. Okay. Uh, after about 10 minutes, you begin to feel better, and 
um, long before your short rest ends, you think you've shaken off the poison. So if you want to stop now, you can, but you can also continue to short rest. I think I take the... I, I mean, I haven't run into anybody. there. I'm not on any timer quite yet with these goblins, right? Like, they're not... Not that you can tell. I mean, as far as you know, the goblins don't know that you're coming. Right, exactly. So I think I... And I'm pretty wounded. Like, I, I'm at 6 of 15 hit points. I'm going to go ahead and finish the rest. Okay. Uh, spend your hit die. Oh, my God. <laughs> I rolled an 8. So that's Ooh. that's my full sh- full short rest, but I am back to full. All right, Meepo. Feeling better. I'm patched up. I appreciate your uh, keeping an eye out here while I was not feeling so well. Now, let's go kill some rats. You look much better. You still look bad, but much better. Agreed. All right. You opening the door? And how are you opening the door? So I, I'm going to, like, I'll, I'll remove my, uh, where I spiked the door shut, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'll do the similar kind of thing where I just kind of, like, open it just the slightest amount to get my mirror in. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting these to be rats, so I'm not expecting them to be particularly smart or necessarily, like, recognize these kinds of things. So I'll just try to, like, get my little mirror on a stick and, and see what's on the other side. So it's actually a lot brighter inside that room than you would have expected. It's not bright because by now um, it's basically dusk, Mm -hmm. but an entire wall has collapsed and this room opens to the outside, basically like the rubble um, of the ravine. Ah. But inside you can spot rats, several rats moving around and in the corner what looks like a huge rat. That is the source of the guttural breathing. Uh, You can't tell if it's sleeping, but you can see like it's giant bloated, sort of like pus-covered body, uh, inflating and then deflating like a bellows. Hmm. And how many other rats do I, can I see in here? You can spot four. So four giant rats and one very giant rat. The room is 20 feet by 25 feet. Meepo, I'm going to slowly open this door, and I want you to work a little bit of your magic, and I want you to put those rats to sleep. Do you think you can do that, bud? He thinks about it, and gets like this determined look in his face and nods. So you're going to open the door, and you basically want him to just cast sleep in the middle of the room. Yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, Because I think sleep has enough range for that, right? I think it's a 20-foot radius, but it'll just... Well, he'll be able to get everybody, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Or, you know, you'll wait until they wander in, the, yeah. in, in a position where you could get everyone, yes. Okay. Do you want him to precast Bless? That would be all his spells. I th- think we're okay. Okay. <laughs> yes, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> all right, so it is uh, 5d8 hit points. It is 5d8. All right. Three and seven is 10, eight and five is 13, so that's 23, and one, 24 hit points. Everyone perks up when you open the door, and then three of the rats immediately fall into a deep slumber when Meepo casts a spell, uh, leaving one giant rat and then one very big, very angry rat that would very much like to to bite you. Roll initiative. Uh, Does Meepo go on mine, or does he have his own? He has his own. Which is a plus two. Wait, it's only plus two? He has a 15 dex. Right, that's a plus two, right? Oh, you're right. Never mind. Jeez, Meepo sucks. Wow. Uh, you know what sucks even worse is our rolls. Our rolls are terrible. Uh, I've got a nine, he's got a seven. No, actually, he's got a nine, I've got a seven. <laughs> nice. Okay, you are, however, lucky. He has a nine, so that's Meepo. You, and then... Okay, so the big one, the big rat goes first, then Meepo, then you, and then the regular-sized giant rats. Meepo sees, finally, with his own eyes, the big, giant, bloated rat. Um, and you know, he casts a spell. He's really excited about that. He spots the rat, and then he sort of freezes up for a second, and then he sort of squeaks out, Good hash! Uh, he seems to have heard of this rat before. And Guthash lumbers its entire weight onto uh, its legs and then 
trundles forward to attack you. Is Meepo in the front right now because he ran into cast sleep, or was he doing that from behind? I think he was doing that from behind. Okay. I think I'm I'm still kind of in the doorway and he's behind me. Alright, so she runs right at you. 20 AC. Gosh, I just died to a giant rat. A giant, giant rat. A giant, giant rat. That hits. She bites you and does six damage with knife-sharpened scissors. I am very happy that I rested before walking in here. Probably a good idea. So that is her. She's adjacent to you. However, you need to make a constitution saving throw. (laughs) Oh, well, one better than last time. I rolled a two. Now that's a three. Oh boy, a three. Okay, you've contracted a disease. Great. You cannot regain hit points except by magical means. <laughs> um, and and then we'll just see what happens. Okay. Because there might be some other stuff. Great. <laughs> uh, Meepo. Meepo, use your sling and run away. Safely. All right, so he attacks a plus two with a sling, right? Uh, I believe so. Uh, well, he has a proficiency bonus too. Um, oh yeah, you're right. So he's at a plus four. So he's plus four, yeah. And then a d4 plus two damage. Uh, and he has pack tactics, so he has advantage because I'm adjacent, right? Yes, you're right. Dude, he's the MVP. 16 and a two, so that's a nice. 24. Hits her right between the eyes. Ooh, max damage. Four plus three is seven. No, four plus two. Sorry, sorry. Four plus two is six. So her head sort of reels back as it, it cracks or in between the eyes. Shakes it off, though, and she seems quite angry. Anything else from Meepo? Yeah, I want him to um, to to head back down the hallway from, from where we came. Okay. So he backpedals. Uh, you're up. You are standing right in front of the biggest, grossest rat you have ever seen. She's bleeding from her forehead. You can tell that that was definitely a grievous wound. I'll shout at Meepo. Get into one of the cells. He's running toward one of the cells. So I will disengage from this gigantic, disgusting rat Mm -hmm. and run into one of the cells and pull the door shut and then draw my bow. Same cell as Meepo, or are you in different cells? You know what? I like Meepo. I'll be in the same cell as Meepo. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, basically, my thought is, I, this thing is going. To, this is a dumb beast that's going to throw itself at the at the at the cell, unable to get me, and I will just shoot it with arrows through the cell bars. Right. The rat that isn't asleep goes next, and ch- gives chase. You clamber into a cell and slam it behind you. But remember, there isn't a way for you to lock it. That's fine. We're super strong. <laughs> Are you holding it shut with your hands exposed, or are you just hoping it's um, not going to be able to open it for a while? I have pitons. You do, yes. Uh, I could probably use one of those to pretty well jam a door. Yeah, since you're doing nothing else, you you can do that. I, I think that's probably my move, yeah. So it's basically locked. It follows up and then uh, is trying to, like, paw through the, the bars, um, but it... It can't get to you. Uh, so that's that turn, and that's one round of sleep. Now it's Guthash's turn, but you don't see her appear. It's extremely rude. So now it's Meepo's turn. Meepo, just hit it with your sling. Okay, so he attacks. Uh, 14 plus 4 is 18. That'll hit. <laughs> you rolled the four again, so six damage. Okay. Um, that You can hear the uh, rat's skull crack, but it isn't quite dead. I'll take care of that with my rapier. 15 plus five. And that'll kill it. And I think max, yeah, minimum damage is four, so it should be dead. Slumps to the ground dead in front of the cage. Nothing else shows up, and that is two rounds of sleep. Guthash goes and nothing happens. I will listen to see if I can tell where Guthash is gone. Uh, we know she's some she's somewhere within 
she didn't go past us, right? She she never right, kind of exactly. came as far as this. So we know she's somewhere in that direction. But but can I tell where she's gone? Um, she's not exactly quiet, right? You can hear her walking around, actually. You can still hear um, her claws on the stone. And then the next thing you see happen is the corpse of the rat that you killed is dragged out of sight ah. in the direction of the rat lair. Okay. Uh, you hear more dragging. Um, we'll call that three rounds. So that's the third round of sleep. Yep. Um, from what from what you'd be able to tell, probably it's been dragged back into the lair. Uh, and you guess maybe they're going to eat it. Yeah. Uh, okay, we left that door open, I believe. Uh, yes. Meepo, hmm? we're going to sneak out of here, and we're going to hit it with everything we have. Uh, rocks? Yeah, your rocks, your skull crackers. And if it gets hairy again, we're going to run right back into this cage, buddy. Meepo is good at running. Yeah, I'm getting good at it, too. <laughs> okay, so you're listening... You don't hear anything. So as far as you can tell, the coast is clear. And you don't smell the awful, horrible stench that now you know uh, was probably gut hash. So then I will creep up to the corner, basically, and with a bow drawn and try to try to put an arrow in a soft spot if I can see her from the corner. Okay, give me a stealth check. Uh, I guess this would be a cunning action hide, right? Um, yeah. Nine plus seven is 16. She doesn't spot you. So you are able to uh, basically creep around up uh, to the um, edge of the door, pop your head out, loosen arrow, and then pop back. So make this one with advantage. And I crit. Hey, roll that damage. Just when I need it. Just when I'm so diseased. Oh, boy. The damage could be better, though. Uh, 3, 3 is 6, 5, 11, 2, 13, uh, plus 3 is 16 damage 16 will do it uh how do you kill her with an arrow uh, i think this is this is kind of dramatic because i i'm now diseased right so mm-hmm. i think um i take a bad step on like some some loose rubble or detritus on the floor mm-hmm. um and there's like a, a scrape and you know that like animal sense of like of sound where like they perk up like hyper alert Mm-hmm. Um, that that happens, and in that moment, like I release the arrow straight through the ear. Makes perfect sense. She about to take the shot. She perks up, and then right through, and then she smashes to the ground. When she hits the ground, her giant bloated corpse basically explodes, releasing like blood and black organs and and pus in like a pool. Gross. Let's see, that's you. That does mean that the... Oh, no, there's no awake rats, actually, because this is now round four. Right. So there are now three sleeping rats still. I'm going to coup de gras all of them. Would you like me to roll damage? <laughs> uh, no, it'll be fine. Okay. Because um, if you really wanted, Meepo could do it too, and you'll take them out. So you make quick work of the sleeping rats, which I believe makes Meepo's body count the highest of the battle. That's true. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, Guthash is still going to get the most honorable kill. <laughs> Aside from the terrible stench, there are some interesting things here in this room. Like the cure for this disease? The only cure for the for the disease is more cowbell. Oh, which no. You're not finding in here. <laughs> However, if you, you should write this down because there's some stuff. Okay, I'm writing, I'm writing. You find... The corpse of a ranger, a human male. Oh. Uh, You know it's a ranger because on his finger is a gold ring worth 10 gold pieces that has his name engraved in it in common, which means you know he was basic. (laughs) Yeah, what? Is he worried he's going to, like, forget his own name? (laughs) It says Caracas. Maybe that was a last name, Uh, but maybe not. Uh, You look through all the piles of refuse in the nests and you find 312 silver pieces. Oh my god, wow. 68 gold pieces. Okay. 75 gold pieces worth of gems. I'm just going to roll those right into my gold pieces pile. And then on the corpse of the ranger, you find studded leather armor. Okay. Five daggers. Okay. A longbow. Okay. A backpack with a water skin that's full. One day's worth of rations. Yep. A bedroll, a tinderbox, and three, three more torches. Okay. A quiver with six arrows, 
Um, I believe... How many did you use in this battle? At least one? I only used one, actually. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A potion of healing. Ah. And a pouch that has 17 gold pieces in it. I like that they're not condensed. No, in no way. (laughs) I'm glad I didn't have to roll it. (laughs) Okay, 17 gold pieces? Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Uh, How much is my tuition? Because I'm like kind of balling now. You know, one day's adventuring, it's a really good day rate if you survive. Yeah, I I mean, of course I can't really leave through the cobalts right now, but like, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about my prospects. And, you know, I'll tip out Meepo and we'll be fine. There you go. Uh, are you already wearing studded leather? You are, right? I'm already wearing studded leather, but I will uh, help my boy Meepo into this studded leather digs. Oh, that's very nice of you. And Meepo is now wearing studded leather. Meepo gains studded, studded leather. Perfect. Which significantly helps his AC. <laughs> yeah, he's now, uh, I believe, AC 14. Studded leather paces 12, right? Yeah. 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 And we'll find out what happens next, next week. Spoiler, I take a potion of healing. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about how our listeners can get in contact with us. We do love hearing from you. You can tweet at Shane at Mundangerous, that's M-U-N Dangerous. And you can tweet at Ishan at Evil Sans Carne, that's Malice Minus Meat. And you can tweet at the show at TPTCast. You can also email us at TotalPartyThrill at gmail.com. And you can find us on the web at www.totalpartythrill.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Total Party Thrill. And join the conversation on Discord. There's a link in the show notes. And before we wrap up, we want to take a moment and thank our Patreon supporters. Your support is what makes it possible for us to keep doing this show every single week. So if you'd like to learn more, you can check out all our rewards at patreon.com slash totalpartythrill. And what do we have planned for next week's episode? We're continuing through the Sunless Citadel, and we'll see what happens in those Goblin Warrens. Well, that's it for Actual Play Episode 4 of Total Party Thrill. I hope we live up to our name, but either way, I'm Shane. And I'm Ishan. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.